0: to another episode of the 131 podcast today is episode 33 and before we get into the show let's check in with our co-host acorn and briggs boys what's going on casey we didn't see you last week what's up man
1: yeah how are we doing guys it's uh sad to miss a week but you know people are busy this this time of year um great to talk some hockey we got some snow this weekend and we're getting closer to christmas christmas is right around the corner so let's do this
2: with Christmas comes World Juniors, which I'm so excited about, and we have some good news regarding the NHL, so let's get into it.
0: So, yeah, Acorn, you uh, started off with World Juniors. Let's just talk about that Canadian team. They announced their captains. Kirby Dock of the Chicago Blackhawks, my boy. is captain, Bowen Byram, on the back end, he's going to be an assistant, and then Dylan Cozens is also going to be an assistant captain on this team. What do you guys make of this, these, this leadership on this team?
2: Well, Kirby Dock has played over 50 games in NHL plus playoffs, so that makes sense why he's going to be wearing the C. Hopefully they don't pull him from the World Junior tournament, but he he deserves it. Uh, first high first round pick, Bowen Byron right behind him, stud defenseman that's going to be coming to the Colorado Avalanche. And then you got Dylan Cousins, a guy that was huge last year for Canada for the Buffalo Sabres. Only first-rounder out of Yukon, so that that captaincy is fucking or leadership group is fucking nasty.
1: Yeah, you got some good uh, NHL, if not future NHL players there, ready to go. I mean, they got pulled off. Cousins and Doc got pulled off the ice earlier. And was that confirmed that they were late and that's why they got pulled off? Or was the coach just like, you guys made a team already?
2: Uh, hey, they um, they stepped on the ice at 1130 for an 1130 skate. So they pulled them off the ice for that.
1: So, yeah. yeah, I mean... That's a little weird to me if they ended up getting the captaincy anyway. Maybe they the coach was just looking to make an example of these guys aren't touchable, so no one's untouchable kind of thing, which isn't a, always a bad move, but just interesting.
0: I could see it being like, okay, you stepped on the ice five minutes after. I mean, I kind of have a different perspective, obviously, with my job. Like, I have to be 15 minutes early everywhere I go, so I kind of understand what he's saying, but – I mean, it's fucking practice. Like, I know we didn't play for a high profile team, but, you know, sometimes we had guys stepping on the ice fucking 20 minutes after. (laughs) We talking about Alan Iverson? You,
2: Alan Iverson?
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. So, like, we had guys stepping on the fucking practice ice 20 minutes after fucking it started. No one ever said shit, but I didn't play that high level hockey. So, I guess their coach cares but we didn't um but yeah dude this Canada team we've already talked about it's pretty stacked so looking forward to watching them looking forward to watching the U.S. always and then honestly like we we have already talked about it but like the Germany team the Sweden team they're having a little bit of issues logistically but
2: um I'm, I'm really excited
0: to watch this spectacle of hockey
2: um just a note 20 of 22 Canadian skaters are first round picks just remember that
0: that's kind of crazy considering the two thousand nineteen draft, like the Americans kinda of ran that draft, but
2: yeah. That's seven kind of, out of blue. Round, yeah, seven first round uh seven first round picks in the US. Um so it's crazy. You know who's ranked as the best goalie for the tournament? Uh
0: did he play in the NHL this season?
2: No. He's it's the
0: Russian. Oh, the
2: it's kid. Sorokin. Sorokin, no.
1: Sorokin's
2: oh. the it's who is Askarov, it? isn't it? Asker, it? Askarov, yeah. Askarov's ranked as the best goalie. Knights number two, the BC kid. Uh, that US has. I, I still, I, I'm curious. To see, who do you think, if you guys had a pick right now, who would you take as the favorite right now to win the MVP of the tournament?
0: Honestly, probably, probably Kirby Doc i don't know someone someone on that first yeah someone on that first line for canada
2: yeah like i think it could be either doc doc cousins or x insert the winger you know what i mean i'd say doc's probably the favorite but boys uh let's get into pro uh the nhl uh moments before we started we just got uh news that the nhl has accepted a 56 game schedule for the season so this is fucking awesome Uh, What do you boys think?
1: I'm just excited that we get to see hockey again. I mean, it's been a while since I got to see my Bruins. It sucked not having hockey on days like Thanksgiving. And now that we're leading up to Christmas, you know, those winter skates. So, um, you know, it's like we talked about before, the condensed season when they had that little bit of a lockout back in 13, 14, I think it was, that was still a fun season. It ended up being a fun playoffs because the guys weren't as tired. Uh, We'll see how the time off and the COVID and everything is impacting people after that weird bubble playoffs that we just went through. But, you know, I'm just excited for the guys to get back on the ice.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see the season two. I'm probably going to be watching through NHL TV again just because of where I'm at. But, yeah, not excited to see where the Blackhawks are playing, but
2: we'll see how it goes. Uh, boys, we have heard uh, some rumors uh, or updates uh, that possibly there will not be an all-Canadian division, which was something that has been proposed. You know, like the last couple of weeks, that seems like all but certain. Now we're hearing comments that the divisions that they proposed might not even align up. So there's a lot going on here. I feel like there's teams that got kind of screwed that might get some relief, and teams like Tampa or Colorado that looks like they're just going to have an absolute slaughter fest might have uh, their divisions might be changing. So what do you guys think? Um, is this good or bad? Um, I
1: don't know that Canadian division was going to be pretty cool. I thought, you know, it's just something just kind of a wild card to throw into what has already been a crazy year. And I mean, what is going to continue to be a crazy 2020, I think 2021, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they, they're they going to have to do whatever gets us hockey. Like I said earlier, if they have to switch it up to make sure if it's like a uh, border crossing thing, a government thing, uh, do what you got to do. But, um, you know, I'm sick of uh, some of the rules that are in place already. And you realize that there's really nothing you can do about it. You just got to kind of roll with the punches at this point.
0: My understanding of it is that it's not – due to the fact that some divisions are weaker than others like we'd said that like the lightning got a gift and whoever else i think it's just comes down to travel and um that's pretty much it it really just depends on all that and if they want to keep everything in the u.s and mix and match that way so we'll see how it goes i would like to see an all canadian division that'd be pretty cool um like it would probably just re-spark some old rivalries like like, we all know about the Battle of Alberta, but, like, how many times have we really put together, like, Toronto against Montreal? Like, like I've never been, yeah. like, want to sit for, like, a Toronto versus Montreal game. But,
2: like, now this season I might want to watch yeah. them more. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, the Battle of Ontario, too. You have Ottawa, Toronto, you know. Um, but, boys, we have some sad news. Um, this one hurt a lot in the hockey community um Henrik Lundqvist will not be playing the season due to heart conditions um big blow for the league big blow for the Washington Capitals um Briggs you're the goaltender of this podcast let's get your opinion here yeah this was
1: obviously unexpected or he wouldn't have signed that deal with Washington um I was interested to see how that dynamic was going to work out there obviously he would be playing the Rangers a lot um even with the division setup that we saw, the proposed one. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to him. I hope he gets better. Um, maybe that was a bad choice of words there. But um, in all seriousness, I hope the guy gets better. Um, would have liked to see that dynamic over there. But, um, yeah, taking the season off, probably the smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, man, how many times have we seen players who have health complications? You know, you got to put your health first before the game. We know Hank's a fighter. We know Hank wants to keep playing. I don't think it's the end for him though, because in his tweet, what I interpreted as is like, I'm going to take this season off just because I can't remedy this condition between now and the start of the season or the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? So if he goes through this whole season with no complications, his tests are good. He's not, you know, no weird side effects from like medication or surgeries. Like I definitely think he'll be back next year.
2: Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more with you. I think he obviously, Hank's a great... Hank retired today, still Hall of Famer. One of the best New York Rangers of all time, guys. Just seems like a fantastic human. Obviously, wants that ring, which he totally deserves for what he's given in his career. But again, yeah, if he can um, get through this and get healthy, I think Hank can still... Hank still has plenty of hockey in him, but uh, of course that comes first. And I respect his decision, I think, to putting it in the, the medical profession's hands to uh, make his choice. But it obviously it's a big blow for the NHL, and um, I was really looking forward to him being a Washington Capitals. I think he would have been a great asset, and I think he would have been a great asset, especially for uh, someone like uh, Elias Samsonov, you know, mentoring him and helping him kind of ease into the NHL.
0: Yeah, I was just going to mention about Samson off, like that, that. He's a young goalie. So the mentorship from Hank would have really helped his game. But I mean, think about like situations just in your daily normal life. Like, oh, your manager isn't at work today. Now you have to now you have to pick it up. Same thing in hockey. Like Bergeron goes down. Sagan steps up in the lineup on the Easter conference final game. Scores big goals like now the spotlight is on Samsonov, and he's going to either
2: run with it or he's going to fold under pressure. Yeah. And the other thing too, with Washington, they're still in their prime to go for a cup. So like, they're not just expecting, Oh no, Hank, Oh, we're just going to take the year off. No, they're going to make a cup run. They're good. They're a good team. And they're going to rely on Samsonov. So, um, this could be, you know, this could be good adversity in a sense, but I, I wish them nothing but the best and obviously the Washington Capitals because I think they're a fantastic team.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Aaron. This is still a good team. I mean, in my head, I kind of counted them out just because they lost Holby, but they didn't have Holby for parts of last year. He wasn't even starting. So, you know, this is still a good hockey team over there.
2: Yeah, Phoenix Copley was pl- – or no, was it Phoenix Copley was playing in the playoffs a couple games where hoping sat on the bench when they won their co- – actually. In the, was it the Columbus round? Yeah, the first round they got like pumped the first two games like Columbus and they put Phoenix Copley in.
0: Unsung hero of, of the playoffs, Phoenix Copley. All right, so you want to talk about awards, right? You say that the Capitals still have some fight in them. Let's talk about individual awards. McDavid has the highest odds to win MVP this season with McKinnon right behind him. Who takes it and why?
2: Um, I think uh, McDavid takes it. Uh, I think in a shortened season, I think he's better. Because I think, too, McKinnon, uh, I'll be honest, I think in the playoffs, McKinnon's more valuable. I think he just has more physicality, toughness, heavier. But I think in the regular season, I know it's a shorter season, so things are more impactful. But I'd still take McDavid. I don't know. There's something here. I, I just think Connor's going to win it. I think Connor's coming back with a vengeance. He's pissed off, especially after losing to Chicago. Uh, obviously, had to miss some time during the season with the knee injury, but he's he's had time to heal. I, I'm taking McJesus.
1: Yeah, I think I. It's tough to disagree with you. I think the only thing hindering that would be an injury. Um, obviously, McKinnon coming off that playoff um where he was amazing we'll see if he can keep that up or if um he lost a step since then maybe dealing with an injury I'm not sure um the rest of the odds I mean interesting to see uh Stone in there even though he's pretty low great in point making an appearance Eichel is pretty high as well so maybe they're thinking Taylor Hall will give him a boost I wouldn't be surprised to see him put up a ton of points and get it regardless of how good that team is you know
2: boys can I go off the board here it's I don't even think it's off the board uh but what about Pedersen not yet not yet oh too soon okay that's
0: a hot hot juicy like sizzling hot take uh but... just like uh just
2: like uh what was it Cole Perfetti winning <laughs> rookie of the year
0: hey shut the fuck up
2: <laughs> I got yes, roasted in
0: there I got roasted in the Jets subreddit for that shit um I don't think so okay I got two things. I think McDavid will win the MVP if they do the all Canadian division, just because I think those teams are weaker. If the Canadian teams drop down to the US and they mix in with the other divisions, like I don't see McKinnon winning the MVP in that third
2: division, because that division's tough as hell. But look at but look at what the 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 Pacific teams that are so fucking weak that McDavid's gonna be playing. Anaheim Ducks, yeah. LA Kings, California, S- San Jose Sharks. Arizona Coyotes, come on, man. Are you talking about McKinnon? Yeah, I think the Canadian – not no, McDavid, McDavid. You said when McDavid played in the U.S., that it would be tougher.
0: No, if they drop – like if the Canadian division is not there this season and they come down to the U.S. and they mix them again. It would be easier for McDavid,
2: easier in the States than the all-Canadian division? I think so okay because yeah no with the when you put the california teams with mcdavid i think he's going to rack up points because if you look at his stats he's absolutely obliterated western the pacific division especially san jose sharks la kings anaheim ducks and coyotes so i thought you were saying that when he left the like the all can division when he came down either you were saying it's gonna be harder i was like oh no no, 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 well no no.
0: because they would still because you know there's still possible realignment so they may not do that whole pacific division still you know what i'm saying like they might keep division three but like i i I honestly don't know how it's gonna gonna work
2: yeah it's almost like the fear of the unknown we have have no clue because especially the east is gonna be interesting because the whole alignment i think it's different in the east side compared to the west side just because i think the western side travels a lot more than the east does yeah
0: so we'll see i i still haven't pinned for mvp we'll see how much uh leon plays into the point production this season
2: it's all power yeah i mean they ran the best power play in the league last year uh, I think no cleft ball. I mean, you add Tyson Berry to that point, so that's a that adds to you think about that. There's more of an offensive element on the back end to your power play when you have Leon Connor. I don't know what you're gonna throw on that that third forward with them. but you could you could you know rotate between Zach Cassian, Ryan Hopkins. You could throw Tyler Ennis. Um, You could throw Kyler Yamamoto on there. You could throw any X X forward is anything, but yeah, I think Tyson Berry on the back end helps in the sense of quarterbacking and as well as breakout on the power play.
0: Question. Does Mike Hoffman play right wing? He plays left wing. Okay. Cause I was going to say like, I feel like the Oilers, the defense obviously was the biggest thing they need to, to, needed to address. Yeah. But like, a first-line right winger would have been perfect for them.
2: Yeah, um, they just don't have, they don't have the money for it either. Um, I still think Hoffman's going to be the national Predator of Boston Bruin.
0: Yeah, I think it's um, pretty like – it's, it's kind of like nearing its, its course.
2: But going w- back to our last episode, Briggs, him and I were talking about this. Would you rather – would you take on Max Pacioretty as a Boston Bruin to be Craigie's winger? yeah absolutely okay yeah we talked about this yes uh last episode just with the whole shit with vegas they gotta they gotta make some trades to alleviate some cap issues so that's something we've we've been talking about obviously like i would take patch ready over my coffin all day i think the the leadership aspect um the veteran aspect and i still think he's a better player personally
1: he's a connecticut
2: guy too right yep went to the gunnery school
1: well, speaking of
0: veteran players, Alex Steen announced his retirement. He, uh, play, he played his entire career with the Blues, right? Yep. Pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Draft,
2: dra- drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs was a throw in uh, between the St. Louis Blues and the Toronto Maple Leafs for Carlo Kolyakovo.
1: So he did play a couple seasons with the F uh, Four seasons with the Leafs.
2: Three uh, and a half. Me. Fuck me.
0: Either way, like, I, I, I generally remember Alex Steen playing on the Blues majority of his career. Um, he's always that, like, kind of in the shadows kind of player. Because yeah. uh, cause when I think of, like, he was good. Like, he's been good, like, down the stretch of his career. But back in, like, 2009, 2010, like, those guys, like, I always thought about, like, T.J. Oshi. Like, I never was, was like Marcus. Alex Steen. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. Um, I mean he he quietly had a 30 goal season that no one talked about. Good player. Obviously, he still made an impact in those playoffs. Obviously, now you look at the team, guys like um Ryan O'Reilly, um, Jane Schwartz, um Perron, uh brain Chen, like those are household names, like they're they're stud players, but Alex Steen still made a veteran contribution to that cup run team. And I'm glad he actually got a cup. I feel like he deserved it. Um uh, his father was a phenomenal player. And I think he had a, a great career. He played over a thousand games. He seemed tough as shit, played through injury. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did not realize, like, I did not think he was going to retire. I thought he was co- going to play another season with the blues. And then when that alert came on my phone, I was like, you know what? He's got his cup. He's probably happy. Um, and I think the the blues, so he's, he's going to go on what like Johnny Boychuk is with like that long-term IR where he'll, he'll still get his money for his career, uh, for the earnings. But I don't think it's a cap hit to the team.
0: It makes sense. Um, the biggest, well, the most recent memory that comes to mind about Alex Steen is his, uh, I'm pretty sure is a shorthanded goal in the playoffs when quick went behind the net to play the puck. Yep. And he mishandled it, and Steen came in, swooped like right in between them, and then tucked it home in overtime. But congratulations to Alex Steen on an awesome career, Stanley Cup winner. Um, kind of transitioning over to a younger guy. We've seen him bounce around between a couple of teams, and really the first four or five years of his his uh, time in the, in the league is Anthony Duclair. He signs a one-year contract at $1.7 million with the florida panthers this is a solid pickup in my opinion
2: i agree um i was really shocked he only got 1.7 after scoring 20 plus goals uh went to the all-star game uh but this is a gamble he doesn't actually he represented himself didn't use an agent um i i don't know like i've heard brian burke say before that like, the, the gms don't respect that as gms when you represent yourself i know um like nick lidstrom has represented himself nick backstrom but those are two guys that are hall of famers elite players nothing against anthony DeClaire; obviously he's not a hall of famer but like you said lib uh, it's been around a bunch of teams you know columbus blue jackets ottawa senators uh new york rangers at one point i think was in the arizona coyotes organization so i hope that maybe he gets on a line with someone like you know barkov or Huberto and puts up a ton of points maybe gets a quick extension you know maybe if florida isn't you know producing during the year he might get shipped off to another team but i wish this guy nothing but the best seems like a great player Um, took a gamble on himself and i hope he makes a ton of money
0: yeah i I, obviously like like you said he had 20 goals um the whole thing with representing yourself i mean it's not like he went in there asking for a long-term deal and stupid amount of money. He just wants to prove himself one year contract. It's kind of like a, off the top of my head, like a Wayne Simmons. He wanted a one-year contract to prove himself. I'm pretty sure he did that with the devils and then he just signed with the Maple Leafs. So.
2: Yeah. The difference is though, Wayne Simmons has already made, you know, X amount of dough and then really hasn't made a lot of money in his career Compare obviously I don't think you can compare the two just because, you know, Wayne Simmons is a, like a seasoned vet. Anthony declares, I'd say just, you know, like a he's just becoming a vet, if that makes sense. Is that, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good spot for him too. He's probably going to take the spot and a lot of the power play time of uh, Mike Hoffman over there. Um, so that's a good situation for him. Uh, like you said, I wish him all the best as well. I remember him the most as a coyote. Um And as far as representing yourself, I think a lot of it is just the hard truth that the GMs like to give to people and they don't like to say it right to the player's face. Like, I don't need you here or you're this good at that. Or, you know, to to have that conversation with kind of um, a third man, the third party there is probably a little easier. And then they can kind of juice up, you know, what we expect as a role for you, this, this and that. But sometimes, I mean its It's all a mental thing at the end of the day,
2: yeah, hundred percent well it just like there's something I can't wrap my head around is why didn't Ottawa resign him? They have the money um he had a good season what you know what I mean like he only signed a one year at one point seven, so am I wrong here like why didn't ottawa offer am i am I crazy honestly no. yeah, i Honestly,
0: you know, from a GM's – like, from a fan perspective, it's like, yeah, this guy just put up 20 goals. Why are we not resigning him? Maybe because – I don't even know. Who who was the last team he was on?
2: Columbus Blue Jackets. John Tortorella made it emphatically clear that he did not like him. So there could be some character issues. I I don't know anything, but the way Tortorella spoke, took a shot at his – like you know, his demeanor and how he went about everything. Obviously, he's a young player. He's still very young. I, I don't know. That's just what I took away. But it didn't seem like he had any bad blood in Ottawa. That's why I'm so con- confused is why wasn't there, like, you know, there's lesser players that got extensions in Ottawa. Like, was it bad? You know, I feel like we, we don't know, but like it just it didn't make a lot of sense to me
0: it could have been a thing where like there's possible chance that he could have wanted more money. I don't even know. I mean, I haven't dived too much into Ottawa's like, you know, I haven't been on like Twitter or anything. Like if the negotiations just weren't there or like they didn't even just talk to him at all because Ottawa, you like you said, they have
1: 12 million cap space left i think we're all looking at it like nerds right now he's going to florida they don't give a shit about covid he's just gonna be there pardon his ass off in nice weather dude
0: yeah dude honestly it could have just been the player like fuck it i didn't want to play in a bum ass team you know what i'm saying in the cold going to the beach son (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's the same thing it's like why petrangelo want to go to vegas I mean, Vegas is an awesome, well, one place to live and then two to get to.
2: But it's not like he went from a shit team to a better team. They're both great teams. So I think that scenario is a little different. I think also, too, Petra Andrews made plenty of bank in his uh, career earnings. But uh, Lib, let's get uh, into the Midwest of hockey. Um, Chicago Blackhawks named uh, Stan Bowman, the current general manager, head of hockey operations after, you know, uh pissing off Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane already this year. They promote him. How do you feel about this one?
0: Don't like it. Straight up. I mean I mean I just feel like the Bowman family like is just they're set in stone. Like the the city's loyal to them. The organization is loyal to them. I don't think that like like I thought I thought he'd be on the hot seat this year. Not gonna lie. He pulled some he pulled some shit, dude.
2: Yep. And I think he, he's pissed off Managed like the man, the leadership of the team, you know, Taze, Kane, Seabrook, Keith, the core of that team. I think trading, uh, getting rid of Corey Crawford, uh, not letting him come back, was a big uh, – which pissed off them because he's been a part of those cups. Um, I don't agree with it. I think it's a dumb choice. I think it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about this one. I, I wasn't a fan of this when I, re- when I read this and saw this.
0: Yeah, dude, it's funny because, like, they gassed, like, I'm pretty sure they gassed the president. I forget what kind of role he was in, but they gassed, like, half of their, like, management during the season and, like, into the off season. Then he gets promoted. So, like, it kind of leaves me like, okay, what's going to happen to Jeremy Colleton if this team sucks this year? I
2: don't yeah. think Colleton's the answer.
0: I don't think he's the answer either. But are they going to gas him after this year? Or are they going to gas him after? Because I know, I know they wanted to keep him for like three years. But I mean, this team, dude, is just so like out, of – just out of control. But like, then again, like he won three cups, so he won more if he had been Aaron. Yeah, like he won. He still did a lot more, like than a
1: lot of other GMs. So hey, take it out is yeah it was a brandon sod trade three times yeah
2: seriously <laughs> i still can't believe brandon Saad's a colorado a colorado avalanche how weird is that
1: that's gonna be a weird uh weird that's scenario. not a
2: fit but boys this has been a phenomenal episode i know just talking about you know the league world juniors you know signings uh a lot of good hockey or good things in the hockey world are coming up on the horizon with, well, juniors. And a couple of weeks after we got hockey, um, I cannot wait. Um, but we, we talked with this off air. Uh, we want to do a fantasy hockey league. So if anyone wants to join, please uh, give us uh DM us, contact us. And if you're to join, let us know. We'd love, we'd love to have you.
0: Yeah. We promise we won't have some bullshit stats, like blocking shots and pins, but yeah. If you guys want to join the league, uh, just send us a DM. We'll get to you. We'll set that
1: up. Um, yeah. yeah, usually use Yahoo as the format for it. So it's pretty easy to figure out. Um just requires an email and stuff. And maybe we could figure out a way to make it for some money. Maybe we could do both a free league and a money league. So uh, just let us know what you guys are interested in.
0: Yeah, boys, that'll do it for this week's episode. Um Great bringing it in. Great bringing it, uh, talking with you boys. So uh, can't wait for next week's episode. Actually, that's Christmas Day. So we'll probably be working around the holidays and all that stuff. And then we'll continue on as normal. Uh, That consistency is key. So um, see you guys next time. Hope everyone has a great holiday and New Year's coming up. And, yeah, if you guys have any Q&A or some, you know, trivia questions you want to ask us, just drop us a question on the uh, Instagram page or Twitter. We're more active on the Instagram, so you can hit us up there at the one through one podcast.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, It was great talking to you guys. Merry Christmas, guys. Um, and thank you again for your service to live. Yeah, no
0: problem, buddy. Glad to be back in the United States. All right, guys, take care.